0: Um You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. baby hello everybody we are staying up very late it was one o'clock in the morning and i can't go to bed and i'm not going to go to bed for the next couple of days what a beautiful friday morning this ends up being as the eagles take care of business in green bay 34 27 i thought it was going to be the first one of 42 there for a moment but what a game let us say hello to our good friend who's down at Lambeau, actually just got back from Lambeau, uh, is now in the hotel, and I am sure has popped the champagne bottles as the Eagles are coming home two and two to face those New York Jets next. Uh, well, next next Sunday, Elliot, what's going on, buddy? How are you?
1: So on my way into Lambeau, I was like, I was pretty impressed by how many Eagles fans there were. There were a lot of Eagles fans tonight, but I was also thinking like, man, there's these Packers, these Packers, Packers fans know how to party. I'll say this: walking <laughs> back from Lambeau. A lot more Eagles fans out there celebrating oh, right now yeah. out in the streets of Wisconsin. So it is a it is a happy bunch of Eagles fans. I'm back here in Wisconsin. A lot back in Philly. And John, I am sure you are ripe and ready to go.
0: Let me just <laughs> let me just get on this mic for one quick second and then and then we'll get it down to business but what did they tell you they told you that this team was not that good they kept telling you that the Green Bay Packers defense oh look out here it comes it's gonna be this oh man all all these guys could it be just too much for these motherfuckers and what did they say they said run the fucking ball Doug and guess what they ran the ball Miles Sanders up first then ba-boom 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 I love to see that Jordan Howard just walk in twice into the end zone what did we tell him we told him. Carson Wentz baby you have got to manage this game and what did he do he goes out and manages the game 160 three touchdowns and then they tell me John do yards matter? and I go hell no hit me Whoa! Because those 400 yards from Aaron Rodgers do not matter. Do not matter when you get those almost pick sixes, those two goal line defensive stops, and one, one Craig James. Who? Yes, Craig James coming in for Avante Maddox. And what did he say? I'm Craig James, bitch. Pow! Hit me! Oh, my God, what a win. What a freaking win, Elliot. I can't calm down. This is amazing. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess let's start in the you were, first quarter. You
1: were, you were built for the post-game celebratory oh, pot. Like when you came out the womb, they were like, this man is ready to dominate post-celebration pods.
0: <laughs> I just, uh, we needed this so badly. We needed this so badly. But, yeah, I mean, it was, I, I don't know how it felt in the press box, but, uh, man, on the timeline, you know, seven to nothing after a, a quick little well, what happened? A little three and out, I guess, from, uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, it looked like more offensive woes that were <laughs> heading on up along with Sidney Jones getting burned and then going to the medical tent and so on and so on. But I don't know. Let, let's start with the first quarter. What, what did you see out there, man?
1: Well, uh, this is first quarter slash maybe big picture. But I, thought, I think it's interesting that this is a team that's won the Super Bowl, right? Doug Peterson, Malcolm Jenkins, Fletcher Cox. They were all there. Alshon Jeffrey. And I think the fact that when this team falls down, this exact team falls down from behind, Eagles fans are still worried about their ability to come back. And it's it's understandable. I mean, they lost to the Lions last week. They lost to the Falcons the week before that. So it's interesting. And this is something Malcolm actually talks a lot about, how sometimes you look at a team and you say, oh, well, they won the Super Bowl. They're able to go into any... Any stadium beat any team. Well, you know this is a this is a different team. Miles Sanders wasn't there. Jordan Howard wasn't there. Carson Wentz wasn't there for the actual Super Bowl. So I think that when they fell behind early, it was it was fair to be skeptical. They were they were able to come back. And yeah. before we get into the the nitty gritty of the first quarter, larger picture is, and this is some, something Malcolm said in the locker room afterwards, and other players did. Like this is a game this team can grow from. Like not the Doug Peterson, you know franchise era, like these, these, this exact 53-man roster can grow from the fact that they together went into Lambeau tonight and beat the Packers. And, you know, when they play Minnesota in two weeks and when they play Dallas in three weeks, they'll be able to look at this game and say, we're able to go into any stadium and beat any team. Because that's the type of confidence a win like tonight can give can give a team.
0: Yeah, and, and just to keep hanging in and hanging in and waiting for the right moment and hanging in and it just, and then all of a sudden, it just catapulted. You know, this in, this entire team in the second quarter and they're on and, and getting everybody going early. And Miles Sanders kind of changed the entire momentum. I mean, that kickoff return right after that, you knew it was going to be a different game. Uh, basically, after yeah. that, they went right back to him as well. You know, they drive down the field and then welcome back Alshon Jeffrey because... Uh, I, I, he needed that as much as everybody else in, uh, you know, standing there and watching this football game, uh, and, and to me, that's when I kind of felt like everything's going to go and change here now. Uh, it's still some of the same problems with the defense in terms of, like, pressure not really getting there. Uh, Derek Barnett, uh, you don't want to skip over that. Man, what a, what a hope Jamal Williams is doing okay. Uh, I hope Avante Maddox is doing okay. Uh, both uh, seem well, I like...
1: Well, I do have an update on Avante. Oh, yeah, hit um, me with So... It. Doug Doug said after the game, and I'm sure people have read on Twitter by now, but that he's, you know, moving all his extremities, his, his arms, his legs. They're going to do further testing. Sounds like he might stay back in Green Bay and not fly back with the team. But they asked Doug straight up, like, do you feel good about him? And he said, yeah. So, you know, obviously there's going to be more testing. And with anything like that, you want to be all too careful. But seems like he's going to be okay um, from a football perspective, which sometimes it's hard to look at it from that perspective, but I don't, I don't know if he plays in two weeks against the Jets, yeah. but uh, I think that obviously it seems like they avoided and Avante avoided, which is the important thing. You know, a, a potentially very serious injury.
0: Yeah, it was really scary. Um, you know, went on for a very long time out on the field, and uh, I'm glad that he's doing okay. And I, I know that uh, Sendeo even said, you know, like he obviously feels bad about that, and it's it's just hard. Everything kind of happens really fast, and. Uh, that's, that's kind of what happened. And with Derek Barnett, hold,
1: hold, hold on though, hold, hold, hold on. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're bear, you're bearing the lead here. Like your boy, your boy got his signature win. <laughs> your boy got the signature win.
0: <laughs> like, well, I was going to, I was going to like, get to I've that, but okay, pod, go ahead.
1: I've been on these airwaves saying he needs one. Everyone's tweeting me tonight. That was the best win of Carson Wentz's career. I don't care what his stat line says. Cause like you said, yards don't matter. Anybody watching that game, short of the third down throw, which, which you know, whatever he missed it, it was a big spot. Like it is what it is. That was the best win of Carson Wentz's career. He looked calm out there. He looked confident out there, and it was it was extremely impressive to watch him come into Lambeau tonight and outplay Aaron Rodgers when Aaron Rodgers was playing really well.
0: Yes, and uh, and uh, Carson, now you get the BlackBerry brandy, man. You get to snatch that shit and just say. <laughs> I'm here, motherfucker. And and that was exactly what well, guys like Elliot needed to see. That's what a lot of people kind of needed to see. But honestly, that is that actually showed me I I, I mean, you, people can qualify it however they want, and I'm not gonna fight John. If you want to say that was the best win of Carson Wentz's career, go for it. Um I, I just that looked like a more mature Carson Wentz that understood the situation at every single turn. Uh no matter if it was handing off the football, whatever. And that was very noticeable in this game, too. Taking their time, especially with Miles Sanders, and making sure that that thing is tucked in there real, real good Uh, in terms of that. I thought what they did with Jordan Howard was phenomenal. Uh, Credit to Doug there, too. I think this is one of Doug's best... You know, play calling games in his regular season career. Uh, uh, he was
1: he was surgical,
0: and they, he was
1: absolutely surgical.
0: They they ran the screens. There was a, a double screens that were sitting in there. The wham concepts, or excuse me, wham concepts were all over the place. They were finally dragging tight ends and wide receivers to come have that crackback block on uh, on the defensive ends. But yeah, I mean, tonight is what franchise quarterbacks look like in this league. That right yep. there is what Carson Wentz is is going to be and I I said it after Washington and you're starting to see it now if that is the floor of greatness that we can continue to see from Carson Wentz the last two games uh, uh, of you know being able to come from behind and make incredible throws and incredible plays and put it together with stuff like tonight uh, it's still going to be an amazing year this is still on the trajectory of what you see of an MVP in this league. This is what you see when, you know, you actually give him time and shout out to the offensive line who played their asses off tonight. More importantly, Isaac Sayomalu with one of the best bounce back games I've ever seen from an offensive lineman. Uh just on the initial watch, stone cold killer out there. Everybody else too. I mean just outstanding. Uh, the holes that Jordan Howard were able to go through in this one were massive. In fact, I think I saw somebody Photoshop about 12 Jordan Howards being able to go through uh, that that huge seam that they uh, laid up for him in the third quarter there. Like, everything worked offensively. That is how it's supposed to go, and boy oh boy does Dallas Goddard and Alshon Jeffrey matter. Not in the stat line necessarily, but in terms of comfortability, in terms of what Doug is able to run, I think that was the biggest problem that's what I learned tonight too along with Carson along with Doug injuries fucking matter and when you can't run 12 personnel when you can't run those concepts and granted the matchup said run the football and they did but man oh man I I, I, at least that got answered for me Elliot I think that they desperately need guys like Alshon and guys like Dallas Goddard on this football team and healthy
1: yeah look I mean we debated on the last pod how much do injuries matter and like I said, I, I think that they matter. I also think sometimes they're an excuses that bad teams make. But you saw the benefit of having your full roster tonight. But but to back to Carson, because I want to touch on something you said yeah. about how you know like the if if the ball is caught versus Detroit or you know stuff like that, and that you see those signs with them. I agree. You do. You Carson is playing better this year than he did last year. But why I think tonight really matters is. Now we're talking about him after a win, and it sounds silly, and I know the quarterback win-loss crowd will say, like, who cares, you know, but it matters that tonight we can talk about how well Carson played in a win, and we're not sitting here talking about how, yeah, he was great late, but, you know, they still didn't win, or or this is why he needs to start off better. Like, this is a game where Carson can walk out of Lambeau Field, not that far from where he grew up, playing against Aaron Rodgers, playing against the Packers, and say I went in and I won this game. It matters. It absolutely yep. matters that he won this game, and it wasn't just a really good performance and a losing effort. Well, so uh, again, back to my back to my point. Like th- this is a confidence building game. Like being in that locker room, being around the team. Like this is a type of game that they can lean upon, and especially Carson can lean upon.
0: Yeah, and that is uh, something that you and I have talked about uh, a couple of times though We we had that conversation after Atlanta. Um, and I, we both agreed, at least on that point, it was just like, yeah, some of these he's got to go, uh, and win. And even though it's not, uh-huh. not in the way that, you know, everybody wants that perfect Cinderella story of, yeah, he did it in the fourth quarter and so on and so on. But, um, you know, he did it in this game and this is the type of leadership. And I was even doing a phoner today, uh, yeah, for ESPN radio. And they were saying, you know, is this, uh, is he really that type of a leader is, yeah, you know X, Y, and Z, and you're just going, "Oh my God!" Like, is it this is reaching? This is what it looks like from the outside here, too. That Carson Winston doesn't have any leadership skills, or like it's falling well, off, or people <laughs> don't trust him. And you're just going, "Oh my <laughs> that's God!" Exactly
1: what it looks like. Yeah, I, I did a phone, I did a phone uh, interview today for a station in Green Bay, a Radio.com station, and the whole question was, you know, "Hey, Carson's really good," but they brought up the injuries, and they brought up the fact that <laughs> you know they lost two games in a row and all that stuff, and like. That stuff matters. Uh, it, It does. And, you know, I think sometimes we're so close to it in Philly that you don't see the full picture. But I think the narrative about Carson, when he can go into Lambeau, play like he did tonight, Think he end up with three touchdowns. He can win a game like that on a national audience. Like that's how you change your persp- perception of someone. That is, I think it's still a little early to talk MVP. But if they go on a roll here, this will be the start of it. This will be, yep. you know, something people talk about when they talk about why he's MVP. So it was definitely a crucial win from that perspective.
0: Yeah, and, and can I just address for a moment? You know, I'm I'm, I'm very excited, obviously, but this is the this is a crazy football game. This was insane. Yeah, it really was. Between all of the different penalties and things that happened, Derek Barnett, who definitely should have got tossed. I mean, like, I don't – and thank God that he he didn't uh, because he had, you know, a huge play in this game with the strip sack. That changed the momentum in this one too. But, man, it was just all over the place. I can't remember how many first downs there were, but there were a lot. Like, uh, everybody just – Well,
1: really quick on the Derek Barnett. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. It's fine. I wanted to touch on that before you got going. So, I think sometimes – and I remember this used to happen with Kiko Alonzo – I think it was when he played with the Dolphins and there was this hit he had against maybe the Ravens and people like slowed it down to the point where it looked dirty. Like obviously what Derek, the Derek Barnett hit tonight was an illegal hit. He should not have done it. But I think sometimes when you throw the word dirty and they're not that you did, I'm just talking about yeah. in general on, on Twitter and the reaction, like dirty to me implies that Derek Barnett went in trying to hurt him. And the football game moves so fast. Just it was it was an illegal hit by Barnett. He shouldn't have done it. I'm not gonna sit here and say it was a dirty hit though, which a lot of people were willing to do.
0: Well, I, I uh I think you can say dirty hit because we know he's not a dirty player. It just kinda like you know i don't know whatever a sucker punch the, the whistles were blowing maybe he didn't hear them or whatever but it looks at right. least I on mean, tv right he move so fast yeah yeah no and 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 whatever I, it's not it's not the biggest issue in the world i i mean i would have been i'll put it this way if they ejected it for him would be like yeah i get it you know like i don't i don't think yeah, that there was any i, I would have agreed yeah so that's where i'm just coming from that but um overall like this is you know, uh, I can't even remember all the all the other crazy things that. Oh yeah, like Avante Maddox getting uh, the the pass interference the uh, challenge, and you clearly see that it's pass interference. There's no doubt about it. They review it. They say the call stands. Uh, Doug Peterson also trying to challenge. Uh, I thought it was a terrible one uh, with with Alshon Jeffrey. Um, even though, again, in slow mo, you can make the case for it. And thank God that both of those refs or that entire refing crew. Uh, decided to just kind of let him play on that one because I thought that could have been uh, real ugly there for uh, for either side. Uh, and uh, what's the other stuff that happened? Um, uh, crazy. Well, was, really quick
1: on, on the defense. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that people are going to talk about this defense, and I think a, a big narrative is going to be they got to trade for uh, Jalen Ramsey. Oh yeah. And, yeah. You know all and they that. Should. Which I still think they should trade for Jalen Ramsey, yeah. but. I think it should be pointed out that this defense—we talk so much about how yards don't matter—like they stepped up when it when it mattered. They held them out of that end zone on fourth on you know the four four plays from the one yard line. Like this game is very different. If the Packers score there, the, the whole the whole game is different, right? The, yes. whole, the whole way this plays out is different. And then they hold them out of the end zone at the end and in the first half. People got on me because I tweeted in the first half that Carson was a big. He Played a role in the fact that they were still yeah, in this game because it was ridiculous. People wanted, he <laughs> re- me to give him like complete credit as always. But like, but I think it's important to note that the hold, team on, said hold on, hold on, hold on, early
0: on. Just, just to help you out, it's the way you phrased it. Like it was just like, oh yeah, you're just a role player. Like that's how it looks. Yeah, <laughs> so he that's a,
1: a, he played a role. He played a role. <laughs> I mean, like this team should have been down by a lot more than they were. And he's part of the reason they weren't. But another part of the reason they weren't is because of the defense. The defense held the Packers to field goals twice where there could have been touchdowns. I mean, I don't know how it felt watching it on TV, but watch, being in the stadium, it really felt like this game was completely slipping away from them. Like, yeah. like it, was oh, it was one or two plays away from being just completely over. And Carson played a role in that, but the defense did as well. And I don't think that should be overlooked when no, people start uh, to shred the defense people, over
0: the next two days. People will disagree with you on that though uh, because and here's why. I want to I want to just say this real quickly. Matt LaFleur Matt LaFleur is what what one of the biggest cowards I've ever seen in my life. Is it the entire McVay coaching tree that just settles for field goals? That's especially that second one. Fourth and 2. Fourth and 2 and you're basically boat ra- boat racing this defense the entire time. Uh, and then you just settle for the field goal, uh, and then you know uh, in the uh, on that first goal line stop, where it's four straight passing plays, and none of the concepts look any different than the time before. You you take the ball away from Aaron Jones, which I thought was weird. Uh, Matt Lafleur contributed to this uh, handily uh, in that, and that's why I would say the only reason, especially with the the first field goal, I don't really necessarily think that's the defense holding. Uh, I I think it's also Matt Lafleur's decisions in there too. Overall, it's what happened on the field. So I get your point, but um, you know, uh, they there were times where you scratched your head on some of those decisions, including Doug's, like Doug, Doug punting uh on the forty-eight, uh, and that was that was really peculiar too, and it didn't come back to bite him. Uh, but I think Matt Lafleur uh, contributed to this uh, handily in terms of uh, you know, giving the defense a little break. Yeah, there. I mean
1: tonight tonight showed the difference between. Like, everyone in the NFL wants the young head coach that is going to be aggressive and be a good play caller, and so they just hire a young guy. Like, Doug Peterson is what every team should be looking for in the head coach. He just should be. Like, Doug was masterful tonight. Matt LaFleur, the Eagles should be thanking him. He ran the ball as much as they did tonight. Like, the Eagles were unable to stop Aaron Rodgers through the air, and they continued to run the ball probably 15 more times than they should have. And yeah, I thought I thought LaFleur is one of the reasons the Packers lost this game.
0: Yeah, big time. Uh and also, what did you think by the way cuz there was a lot of a lot of back and forth on on going for two uh, to try and make it, you know, a uh, 29-20 and make it a two-score game. Uh you do that 100 times out of 100, you know, uh, to me, you know, it would I, I mean sure it might have mattered towards the end if they wanted to go for two, but you're kind of almost forcing Aaron Rodgers to go for two in those situations to maybe tie the ballgame anyway. Uh, I don't know. I loved it. I think that's what uh, good, good so, smart teams do.
1: So I'll say this. First, I'm a pussy when it comes to taking risks, so <laughs> just put, put that out there off the top. Fair. Two, I'm sure that the analytics said to do it. That being said, I would have been okay if they just kicked the extra point and went up eight because... Like think about how this game could have turned. Let's say that pass isn't bounced off it isn't bounced off Craig James and he catches it and they score, and a, maybe they just kick the field goal and I mean the extra point and they tie it, and then you're going to overtime. They definitely do that. but if they would have gone well, I don't know i I think theres a The before well, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah, but I don't know i would have I would have liked there that you if you would have kicked that extra point, they would have been up eight at that point, correct, yeah, and still not a one seven. possession so, game. yeah. Right, so saying, so if you would have just kicked the extra point, you would have needed them to both score a touchdown and go for two to tie it. I, so that's why I would have kicked it. But look, Doug has gotten to where he, he's been by being aggressive, by doing those type of things. So I'm certainly not going to kill him. The other decision I think Doug made that I saw, it seemed like the reaction on Twitter, and it can be hard to follow sometimes during a game, but it seemed like the reaction on Twitter was he should have challenged that pass uh, late in the fourth that looked like it hit the ground and it was caught. Um, I was okay with him not challenging that. I think that it was clearly, it looked like it pretty clearly hit the ground. But the way the refs were calling things tonight, the way they, you know, should have been a PI and they reviewed it, they didn't give it to him. And then there was another PI that was reviewed. that was pretty clearly PI and they didn't give it to him. They only had one timeout at that point and the Packers were driving. So I don't think it was a short thing with what the refs were going to do. And if you challenge that and you lose, you then have no timeouts if the Packers tied. So I was okay with him with him not challenging. That.
0: Yeah, I was I was fine with it too. Uh you didn't know it was gonna happen and uh uh I mean it would have just been a ten second runoff anyway, but um it went when uh, unfortunately Avante Maddox went down there, they used it then, so in hindsight, maybe sure. I mean of course you would if you would have known that was gonna happen, but uh yeah, I'm fine with mm-hmm. it. You wanted to time out just in case you needed to go kick a field goal for a win. Um, and they didn't need that because man, I can't tell you. Uh, and all, all, what was the locker room like? Because there was a, there was a ton of guys that were just, you know, Brandon Graham had mentioned it, you know, walking up to, to Craig James and just being like, Hey man. And he seemed to know it too. It's like, they're going to go right at me without a doubt. They're going to go right at me. Um, and I thought that was kind of pretty awesome just to see, like, three or four, like, five, six starters walk up to Craig and be like, hey, man, be ready. They're coming after you, too. Like, everybody clicked at the same yeah. time. Uh, I thought that was a really cool moment for him. The only snap he plays in this game is the game-winning sealer. It's pretty amazing for him.
1: Yeah, and in the locker room afterwards, he was getting talked to by the media and the players were saying, oh, you guys know who he is now. You know who he is now. And, like, <laughs> the Douglas was joking around and kind of jumping in the media huddle um the locker room afterwards and i'll, I'll give the eagles credit and this is uh, a credit to the team doug's built the locker room is pretty similar after wins and losses like after losses it's always you know we could do better we kind of shot ourselves in the foot after wins it's always it's nice put a good game together and brandon graham yells at Derek gunn about how he was talking like that that's, that's kind of what this team is like <laughs> yeah so i'll give him credit um and i thought again the the locker room afterwards was they they felt good they got the win and uh, you know, they, they just feel confident that they're a very good team. Like this team's confidence does not get rattled. They they beat themselves a lot, and I still think a lot of the big picture problems I me and you talked about in the last pod are still there, but there's no denying that things change really quickly in the NFL, right? I mean, after as dramatic as this first month has been with the injuries and the loss to the Lions and the the Falcons loss and all that, they beat the Jets next weekend are three and two, which is exactly where everybody kinda thought they would yep. be at this point of the season. Yeah, so it- um there's still still some big picture problems, but this win really does do a lot to change the outlook of the year.
0: Yeah, it just you're just playing tag with the teams that you thought is is basically you know you and I I right. think had this chalked up as a loss. Um, I I and yeah, that's how it is. I just I, I figured they'd beat uh, Detroit and Washington, lose to Atlanta and Green Bay, and they'd be two and two. And you know it's all it's all the same. Uh, but um, you, I, I you could
1: even argue that if I told you before the year they'd go on the Packers. And if they'd go on the road and beat the Packers on Lambeau on a Thursday night. That you would take that because yeah, I mean I course. think tonight, tonight in some ways shows more about this team than the Lions' loss does. If that makes sense, like for them to be able to go in and beat this team shows that yeah they can lose to a team like the Lions because they're inconsistent, but they absolutely do have the talent to beat any team at any point, which I don't think we were sure of prior to this game.
0: No, and I, actually speaking of that, I saw a, a fantastic Malcolm quote. Uh, from uh, that exact thing, and I'm going to try and find it real quick so I don't screw it up, uh, but, yeah, Tim McManus had tweeted this out, our greatest asset is our talent, but our worst enemy is ourselves, and that is yep. the mantra of the start of the season for these guys because that's the thing. I, I, we know these guys are good. Uh, you know, when did they get to the Super Bowl, and that is going to be determined in the next uh, few months, but you know that there's no way that this team – is as bad as they were kind of shooting themselves in the foot here. Uh, that contributed to basically everything in all of our debates and screaming matches on Twitter and all of this. That's They just needed to get out of their own way, and they finally did. They let another team go and make mistakes for them this time, uh, and they just said, okay, cool, and they really just hammered the matchups uh, with, <laughs> again, uh, uh, a much healthier offense going into it. I do want to touch on the, on the CB depth now in just a little bit here, but I – I uh I feel like we haven't talked about the running backs enough here E um I thought yeah. Miles Sanders tonight outside of I mean, you got to make a DB miss, buddy. <laughs> you got to make a DB My miss. Miles,
1: Miles Sanders too. I thought there was a play where Miles no, Sanders no, no. Went right through the hole. No, that's what
0: I mean. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about Miles there. Okay. Yeah. Y- yeah oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah. Y- yeah. Like yeah, yeah. But he'll get there. I I thought the decisiveness of him tonight and again, it's it's more of a credit to the Eagles' offensive line more than anything. You could run through. Uh, I mean, I could run through through there. Uh, the elite athlete that I am, which 23andMe and me just, just told you
1: me. I do
0: it at a 4-5 four, four pace, right? <laughs> four, yeah, 4-5, four, 4-9, four, somewhere around there. Um, somewhere around there. But, um, yeah, yeah, Miles was outstanding with his decision-making tonight. Uh, uh, made easy because of those holes Jordan Howard the same way Um, that was the lightning the lightning and the thunder the thunder uh, that we've been kind of waiting for years this this is what I kind of uh, we all expected this to kind of happen you know Jordan Howard maybe even get in 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 more of a closeout role but um, you know for all the established the the run lovers out there this was this was your game tonight so hats off to you because it was working all night here
1: Yeah, and, you know, coming into the game, maybe the Packers defense isn't as good as we thought, but I do think this was just the Eagles offense clicking on on all cylinders, and I don't think there's a defense in the league that can stop this offense when they're clicking on all cylinders like they were. Like when Doug is calling plays the way he is and Carson is is playing the way he is, they're going to be very hard to stop. But early on going into this game, I thought the running backs would really need to to play well for this offense to succeed because the one thing – uh, the Packers have struggled with is I saw Dalvin Cook run all over them. I saw Royce Freeman and uh, Royce Freeman and Philip Dan uh, Philip Phil Lindsey. Yeah. I'm getting tired now. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Philip Lindsey do it in their And when the Broncos went to Lambeau, so I thought Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard needed to have a big game tonight. Early on, they weren't great, kind of like the whole offense. But when they finished with roughly 150 yards combined on 30 touches, two touchdowns. That's not even counting the receiving yards. They had let's see. Well, well Jordan Howard had the the 28 yard touchdown or the 20 yard touchdown, so they 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 stepped up tonight. They absolutely stepped up tonight. The Eagles invested in Miles Sanders. He came through what they needed them. I mean, that kick return turned the game around, and I think yep. it got him very confident as well and got him going. But you mentioned lightning and thunder, like that they, they were they were really really good for the Eagles tonight, and they were a big part of why they won
0: this game. Yeah, and you're going to see uh, certain matchups again like throughout the rest of the year uh, there too. And to, to you know, you reminded me of something because when you were talking about Green Bay and their defense, and are they really that good, I think this is, in the words of Xavier Rhodes, they schemed the shit out of them. You know, it's just like they, yes. they threw them off at every every course. They did. I, I didn't know it was actually possible, but, um, I mean, Kenny Clark was certainly in there uh, a few times, and he, you heard his name called, but you didn't hear about uh, Jair Alexander. You didn't hear, uh, you know, it, anything from... Uh, sure. I'm forgetting the safety cause it's late now too. Uh, uh, Darnell, uh, Darnell Savage. You didn't hear his name throughout. Uh, Kevin King, who, uh, man, <laughs> who is uh Sydney Jones teammate, uh, <laughs> was the, yeah. was the only guy that was really standing out against Alshon. I thought, I thought he was outstanding tonight. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, l- let's, let's talk about those DBs now. Cause y- you are down to Craig James and it's you're just kind of shrugging and going like the, uh, the injury gods, you know, Jack Fritz took care of the mush gods. Shout out to him because he saved the season. Uh, but he the did. the injury gods are, I, I don't, I don't get it. You know, we all held our breath breath with the Fletcher there, um, Sydney. I don't, I don't, I don't know what if it's the same hamstring man. Like it might just be time to go. Okay, sorry, dude. It's just you know, I'm I I feel so awful because Sydney wasn't great tonight. He goes out. Um, you know, we we know what Avante dealing with. So you are down to if I'm if I have this correct, you're down to uh, I don't even is Hawkins even here? <laughs> I don't even know who's left. I don't think so. He's not Craig, on the
1: 53 man roster. No, yes. he wasn't inactive and he wasn't in the game tonight. So it, um, it's let me McKinnon this,
0: time. Though, I got yeah.
1: a, I got a Craig James got a Craig James take for you. Oh, I love it. I, I am I am all in on Craig James. <laughs> I'm all in. Like like you go in in that spot. Against that team and that quarterback, and they throw right at you, and you make a play to help seal the game. Like that's that's big time stuff. And I'll also say he has he he rocks the one earring with like the new style where it's kind of like it hangs down and it's only in one ear. Like you, Saquon does it, Odell does it. I am I am all in on Craig James. Like if they have to, <laughs> I'll tell you this: I feel just as confident in Craig James out there as I do Sidney Jones.
0: What? Wow! I, I mean. Dude, it's kind of hard I, not I to like say Sydney after tonight and all
1: those stuff. And I know that's your boy, and he was really good on the player show. But like, at a certain <laughs> point, man, like he got he got burned deep by by Devonte Adams. He got hurt again. Like, has has Sydney ever made as big of a play as the one Craig, Craig
0: James made tonight? It's one snap, dude. Hold on, it's one snap. Let's see. what okay, Craig well, has James he has doing.
1: he made? Has he ever made that play? Like, tell me, how many snaps has Sydney had to make a big play?
0: Uh, a lot. Uh, he's made he's made one of those, you know, in his, in his somewhere right. He had the
1: interception against the Falcons that tipped right into his arms, and like, congrats, that was, he did a good job. But <laughs> look, I'm 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 like half kidding, but I'm just saying, like, I'm in on Craig James. That's my official stance on Craig James. I'm in. I'm in.
0: Um, but like this just kind of leads me back to, I mean, they have to pull the trigger. They got to do it. You know, like this is – everybody's so worried and scared now because, like, do you want to invest in Jalen Ramsey for whatever it is? And, you know, I'm not sure if they're going to be one and three. Then you got to really think about it, make decisions, maybe wait a little longer. You see how the price in the market works out. But there is no time like the present uh, because if that type of game from Derek Barnett and that type of game from Brandon Graham continues to happen and you just need a guy to go and stick on Devontae Adams or whatever – Um, and Razul and hopefully Avante can deal with the rest along with Malcolm Jenkins. Like this, this continues now even more so. And I know that the, the Jags are probably looking for blood uh, and it's going to feel a lot like flipping Sam Bradford or whatever, or something like it might be a ridiculous price that we all are just shocked by the sticker price at the end of the day, but there is. No time to waste now, uh, because I don't I don't want to play tag. And we were playing tag again tonight. It didn't matter who it was because everybody everybody struggled at some point. Avante Maddox even struggled at some points. Roswell Douglas, you know, with the pass interferences or whatever, you know, just like on and on and on. Darby sucks. This guy sucks. This guy sucks. I don't want to have those conversations anymore. I'm I'm out. I can't do it anymore. I'm at my peak. I I'm at my wit's end. Howie fucking pulled the trigger. Uh, I don't care what it is. <laughs> if, it's, if it's two firsts and two seconds, like at this point, fine, whatever. He's going to make the defense better. And if you can't get a pass rusher, if you can't fix anything else, the one thing you can fix right now is one third to one half of this secondary. Do it. Don't waste any more time. As soon as you're done listening to this podcast, pick up the goddamn phone and tell Tom Coughlin to suck my cock and send him over this way because it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, Elliot. So, the two, well, first of all, did you say you would give up two ones and two twos? No, not actually. I'm just riffing here, man. But, you know, oh, okay, I'm just right, saying, like, right, okay, <laughs> I say. um, it's the shock. But, yeah, I was trying to think of the most ridiculous yeah. price I could think of.
1: No, you were on a roll. I didn't want to interrupt you. But <laughs> here, here's the thing about Jalen that's interesting. Um, so, Jalen makes a lot of sense, obviously, right now, like, clearly right now. Even though now I'm an official uh, Craig James fan, I still think Jalen Ramsey is better. I will say that, but (laughs) I I, I like the reason though that Jalen still makes sense is because he fills a long-term need. Like, like if Howie, I wouldn't trade two first-round picks for almost any player in the league if it was a short-term fix, right? I mean, short of like Aaron Donald for the rest of the season, but Jalen Ramsey. Helps his team now, fills an immediate need, but also does for the long run. I mean, I le- I really like Rasul. I think he could be a long-term player here. But like I mentioned, Sidney Jones, lots of question marks there. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Mills, we'll see how he is after the foot injury, but he's also a free agent after. Like Crave on the blog, but, you know, as a nickel guy, and then you see what you do with Avante. Right. J- Jalen Ramsey can be a cornerstone of this franchise on either side of the ball, and he can be that – elite young talent that you pair with Fletcher Cox and potentially Derek Derek Barnett, you know, since he's a long-term player here as well. So Jalen Ramsey, you go and you get him because, A, he fills a need now, but, B, he you can justify giving up that price because he is a long-term fit at just 24 years old.
0: And I want Jalen and Jalen T-shirts. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, like uh, two completely different corners, by the way. But uh, that's, yeah, you, you said it perfectly. I mean, it is, it is still a long-term need, regardless. Like, you can't, for whatever reason, uh, and I'm not saying this towards results. Here's, here's what I'll say, actually. Here's what I'll say. Howie, everybody, injury gods, motion gods, I will completely rescind my entire Sidney Jones is great. For the rest of my life, if you can make this happen, I, you know, just whatever you need. I will, I will say he's the worst decision that the Eagles have ever made in terms of draft picks. Uh, whatever you want, I, I will fully resend all of it. Uh, he is obviously not a Ben Simmons type of impact, which I thought he was going to be as soon as he got drafted and whatever. Uh, but I, I will do that if that makes this process go faster or easier uh, or whatever. So, uh any other big takeaways here E because I I think it's uh it's time to celebrate on a Friday for everybody and we'll certainly get into the minutia of everything else um and stuff that we forgot because it is uh 145 yeah. in the morning here uh <laughs> but um you yeah know, the
1: wh- last thing I'll say is Carson got his signature win like again Jalen Ramsey talk is fun I agree with all that but the biggest thing to happen tonight is The Eagles franchise player, the player they need to be great for them to be great, the player they need to start winning these type of games to earn that contract, won this type of game. Like, this was a a big moment, a really, really big moment in Carson's career. It makes you more confident picking them to beat the Vikings. It makes you more confident picking them to beat the Cowboys. It'll get them out of this, you know, 10-9 and funk that they were in. Like, tonight was a huge moment in Carson Wentz's career.
0: Uh, this is more for Fritz, and if he was here, I think he would do the same thing, so I'll say it for all of us. Let me, let me just say that, you know, uh, the New Orleans Saints don't have a shot in hell to win on Sunday, uh, even though that it's just in their house and there's just, you know, they don't even have Drew Brees, so how good could they really be? Dak Prescott is obviously uh, a way better quarterback than Carson Wentz or anybody else really in this league, and if you can't, you know, stop him and Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, what's the point? I mean, Dallas has basically already won the division; they're on their way to the Super Bowl. So you can just, you know, whatever. Uh, they're going to win like forty-two to nothing because, um, you know, they're just too good. Well, let me just say that out loud to the mush gods and just realize that the the Cowboys are the best team in this division. We just have to accept that uh, at some point. Now, I have to tell you, uh, once again, come in and hang out with us on Saturday afternoon, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure that you are following Go Birds Pod on the Twitter.com at Go Birds Pod. Make sure you are subscribed, whether that's on the Apple Pods or uh, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, Radio.com, wherever you are listening to us. We thank you so much. Uh, for all of uh, all the the, uh, the clicks, the listens, the reviews the comments. You guys are the best fan base, and we are the best fan base in the country, and it's because of this. It's because we all believe in the power of the ecstasy of gold that we're all sitting here on this wonderful Friday morning as you're listening to this, and we are enjoying the hell of being two and two. Go Wentz. Go Birds. Thank you for listening to episode number 116 right here on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 W-I- P-E-A-G E L E S Eagles! eagle